Welcome to the Above Average Driven Millennials podcast series, where entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes talk about their journey, from starting and all the shit they had to go through to get where they are today. Please spread the love, write us a review. We want to help as many entrepreneurs and people as we can with advice from industry experts. Now, here's your host, president and founder of Adapting Social, John A. Vaguero. So we're going to dive right in, brother. Awesome. So today I am very excited. I feel blessed to be sitting here with my man, Mike Honig. Um, and he has a special mission. And, uh, you know, this is an, an introduction I think that you would properly do the justice for. So if you don't mind, t- talk to us about what your, what your mission is, Mike. Well, our mission is uh, hashtag be like Jake. And I appreciate you having me on and helping to spread the, the mission, and uh, we're all trying to achieve one goal, and that is to raise awareness for pediatric cancer as well as raise funds for pediatric cancer in a, uh, many different uh, areas. So, Well, no, thank you. Thank you for letting me be part of the journey, no, man. Thanks. The more people we can help and spread awareness to, the better. Yeah, no, I agree, and a lot of people don't realize the alarming statistics, and this is why we do what we do. It's because seven children die every day from pediatric cancer in this country. Seven kids every single day. Thirty-six are diagnosed, and which is which is a which is a way too insane number right now. Way too insane number. You know, if seven kids died from any other reason every single day, mm-hmm. you'd hear about it all day long, right? It'd be on the news. Right. You know, if seven kids passed away from from one cause, but for some reason, pediatric cancer just kind of flies under the radar. And maybe more alarming than those numbers is the fact that the statistics have been static for 20 years. Really? Those numbers have not improved in 20 years. So you always hear about we're winning the war on cancer, we're making improvements, uh, and it's just false. It's not true, especially when you talk about the kids. And so, so talk to us about, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about, you know, about Jake and how this whole mission became, like, you know, a thing. So uh, Jake um, was battling cancer since he was two years old. Okay. Uh, he was diagnosed with a very rare form of brain cancer, uh, and he underwent all the brutal and barbaric treatments that many kids have to face. Two brain surgeries, over 61 rounds of radiation, and over 20 rounds of chemotherapy. Um, wow. Unfortunately, uh, about 10 months ago, at, at the age of seven, Jake passed away. But he touched so many people, uh, and... It's just we had to continue uh, his fight for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake and so many others, they, they make the ultimate sacrifice. And, and Jake made the ultimate sacrifice on January 21st, 2018. And he donated his full brain and his full spine to research. And now we have to help support that. And, and that's, where, that's where the mission came from. And um, he touched so many people. And actually, hashtag be like Jake started trending. It actually started in his school. Because his school... Uh, was was promoting the fact, you know what, be like Jake. You know, no, no matter what you're going through, smile. Find some positivity in no, in no matter what your day brings. And that's mm-hmm. what Jake did. I love that. I love that, man. That's amazing. And what and but what made what made Jake want to to donate, you know, his uh his body to 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 helping people? Was it something that he like did, was he looking online and found this research or did somebody bring it up to him and like how was this first brought about to him? So, so Jake didn't have a choice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we made we made that decision. Um, 
Now, you know, that's what Jake would have wanted. He always put, you know, he put other people first, even, yes. even in his own uh, fight. He was always there to, to lend a hand, lend a smile. And the team of researchers came to us and said, you know what, Jake's, Jake's tumor is so rare and we don't have anything like this in, in, in you know, from a research standpoint. Wow. And there's a special uh, research project set up specifically for brain tumors that researchers just don't know anything about. And they said, you know, is there any way that you can, that you can help donate this to, to research? And it was a no-brainer for us because if we, can, if we can move things forward and, and, and help prevent uh, this same outcome from a, for a child down the line, then, then why not? That's amazing, yeah. man. That's amazing. So, and now part of your mission. So, so tell people a little bit about your mission now. So obviously the game plan is to get out there, help as many kids as you can, spread awareness, get funds to, to certain charities. Talk to us about that journey and like, you know, what, what your goals are there. Yeah. So the interesting thing is we are not an actual foundation of charity. We are not a 501c3, right? What we do is we bridge people that want to donate or that want to raise awareness. We bridge them to foundations that we work very closely with. So any foundation that we work with has been fully vetted in mm-hmm. terms of it, it's run 100% by volunteers, it's uh, 100% donations. So people know when they donate, 100% of their every single dollar will go towards whatever foundation that, that they are picking, whatever that mission is. Wow. So some examples of that is you know we've helped send um, multiple families on week-long vacations, specifically cruises, you know. So uh, families impacted by cancer, they need a getaway. We've helped raise money with other friends and family. And we've sent them on vacation, much needed vacation. Um, you, can't we, beat, you can't beat a nice cruise. You can't beat a nice cruise, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and that's through a local foundation here in Monmouth County, uh, Kick Cancer Overboard. You right. Know, we work closely with them. Um, we've raised over $61,000 to help financially support Jake's uh, medical project at, at mm-hmm. Children's Hospital Philadelphia. So $61,000 in a 10-month period. That's a big deal. That's, that's a huge deal because these research projects cost millions over you know a year's time. So if we can right. help. So what we do is we bridge people. People will come to us and say, I want to, I want to do a fundraiser or you know, I want to donate some money, but I want to do it in Jake's memory. You know, What do you recommend? And then we, we lay out some options of different foundations that we work with. Uh, whether it's research, whether it's sending a family on vacation, whether it's something completely different, uh, just bringing smiles to kids uh, who are battling cancer. Um, and we help bridge them to, to be able to, to do what they want to do with the money. And at least we know it's going to a, a great place. That's, that's amazing. And what I really respect about that, Mike, is the fact that it's like, you know, you're, you guys are building this nonprofit and you brought up, you know, different nonprofits, which we won't name, obviously, for, for specific reasons, but that you said that, you know, 100% of the funds don't go to the, uh, to the cause. So I respect the fact that, you know, obviously your main goal is not about having to do anything with collecting a dollar. It's just about going to a charity that you feel comfortable and you know that is going to give 100% proceeds to help, you know, fight this fight. That's exactly right. Um, you know, there's... Sometimes people have uh, funds that they want to donate to, mm-hmm. right? And so they don't know where to donate. So they just pick one of these, you know, well-known names, right? To, mm-hmm. to, from a charity standpoint, and they donate to them. Uh, you know, when, when the CEO of a nonprofit's making $2.7 million a year, you know, that's probably not the best foundation to donate to. So we is that, have, is that even called a nonprofit at that point anymore? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, what, yeah. Do we, what do we call that? You know, there, there's one out there very, very, uh, very popular where uh, I, uh, a fraction of a penny for every dollar actually goes to children's research right. for pediatric cancer. A we're fraction taking, of a penny. We're taking care of the executives and the doctors first, and then. Yeah, I mean, some of these are you know run like uh, you know multi-million dollar businesses, so right? Um, which, which you think about it, over time, did it change to that? You know, exactly. Did greed set in? Right. And that's and that's the fucked up part, and that's the crazy part. But you know, that's uh, unfortunate. But I'm glad that my point in bringing that up was I'm glad that you know obviously you guys aren't looking at you guys aren't looking at it from that light. It's only about different places that just you know are helping kids 100 yep. percent and giving all those all those funds and um, you know. Talk, talk to us because so this podcast, the big thing about my podcast is is we talk about the journey, right? Mm-hmm. And at first it was, straight, it was straight up just entrepreneurial where it's like, you know, how did this person start their business and how to do this, how to do that. But one thing over time that started to change because it went from business owners to we've had TV reality stars and different people like athletes that have been on. And, uh, and one thing, well, there's two things. One thing that you said to me really stuck out was, you know, Jake's mindset was really good. Um, and, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, what we, what we look at this podcast as now is not, it's not just about business, but we're, we're living where we're here because it's people helping people and that's what life should be. And so, uh, we want to know the journey, you know? And so this is all about people's humans journeys from whatever, wherever they are to wherever they're going to where they've been. And so, you know, thus far, what what is what is your your wife's what what has the journey been so far for you guys, and how have you guys been throughout this journey? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. Um, so we've kind of followed uh, Jake's lead with all this, right? He set the tone. Like I said, I already mentioned all the treatments that he's been through, right? Mm-hmm. But I would challenge anybody to find me a day that he went through all those treatments and didn't stop. And, and, and smile mm-hmm. and find the positivity and find the fun in whatever he's doing. Right. Right. And and so that's kind of what we've carried through even after his passing. Right. right. So we didn't we didn't mourn his death after he after he passed away. We celebrated his life. Right. Uh, big difference. A, a huge. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Huge difference. Now I I, I don't want to um, take away from you know the pain that we felt mm-hmm. and still feel. Right? right. We have our moments and it's okay to feel that way. Right? But if you can, and this is what we try to do, is channel that energy. You know, you have your moment, right? You have, but you channel that energy into some sort of positivity. And it's up to us on how we're going to handle this situation moving forward. And that's, and that's the decision that we made is to try to find the positives. Right. And channel the energy in a positive way. We can't do anything about the outcome at this point. Right. right? All we can do is find ways to cope with this. And help as many people as possible and find uh, some sort of uh, positive feelings moving forward. And, and that's, that's what we do. So an example of that is uh, on, on Thanksgiving, this, this past Thanksgiving. So it was really the first big holiday besides Jake's birthday that we had to face right. after his passing. Right. So, you know, we're thinking about it. Really, the feeling is we don't want to do anything for Thanksgiving because we don't, we don't have Jake. Right. And, of course. and so everything's different now. So how did we spin that? We actually made Thanksgiving on steroids. So we actually <laughs> spun it. We flipped that whole feeling on its head, and we actually had Thanksgiving because Jake's nickname is the mm. Tank. So we had Thanksgiving. Right. We we found a local family also battling cancer, um, a young girl, seven years old, 
we brought them the full-blown uh, turkey dinner mm -hmm. in collaboration with Squanathon, who donated all this. So full-blown turkey dinner. We brought the kids iPads and gift cards and Xbox games, and we gave the family $10,000 to help pay for medical bills. Wow. That was Fuck, all man. donated by a local charity. And so we flipped Thanksgiving, the, the, the somber feeling on its head, and said, you know what? We're going to make it Thanksgiving. And we felt so great coming out of there. And we're able to go spend the rest of the day with our friends and family. So it's just finding ways to just kind of flip that feeling and channel and the emotion. And that's what we try, try to do. Well, you know, what's, you know what's amazing about that? So if you're, do you know what the law of Polaris is? I've heard, yes. So there's always going to be good. There's always going to be bad. There's going to be hot. There's always going to be cold. You know, yin-yang. That's life. There, there always has to be a positive and a negative to every single situation in life. Like I said, hot, cold, so on and so forth. But the, the one thing, even in the, the darkest, the hardest situations, there still is always, there, if there's a bad, there has to be a good somewhere. And the one thing that I really respect about you, you know, and your wife, is that it seems like you guys are really focused on the good. And most of the world is not. Um, they look at things and they feel bad for themselves and, and, they, uh, and they, they kind of like sorrow and their own pity for a lot of things. And that's, but as humans, because our brains were made for survival mm -hmm. and not for comfort and not for luxuries, they were made for survival, we think negatively because we want to protect ourselves and be comfortable and not the other way around. And so the one thing that I think is really fucking cool is the fact that Jake had to have this dominant mindset because of because of you guys you know like you guys instilled that mindset in him you know what i mean like that's it's just so badass because you when you're looking at it and, and you know J, uh you know jake the tank and all that other stuff and how he's always smiling you know the the mission the you know the way that you're carrying on the legacy right that right there is indicated that you know how well you guys did a great job of of prepping his mind to get him out there and now taking that mindset that you've prepped with him to now spread it to not only him, but potentially thousands of people. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, super, super respectable and honorable of you and your wife to do that. And I gave you this example last time we spoke, but, um, when I went to uh, a Tony Robbins event, which I, have you ever been to one? No, but I've seen plenty. I recommend, yeah. I recommend next time he does a UPW around here, you guys go, you'd be supercharged on this. But, um, the UPW I went to, there was a guy, and for anybody who's listening, um, you know, uh, it's called the Underground Railroad Foundation. And so, long story short, this guy, uh, and I believe, don't don't mark my words on this because I can't remember where he was from. I think it was Haiti, but his son was kidnapped and sold into slavery. Um, and so, you know, and I, the last time he saw his son, I believe, was when he was like seven years old. And so he started this underground railroad thing where him and a bunch of, you know, people that he got together would go and go to these like refugees places and they, they would steal back the children um, and return them to their homes. And uh, I think it's been over 10 years and he still never found a son. And the whole thing that he said that like broke the entire stadium down was like, you know, he looked at it like this whole situation where he did it for his son. If it never happened to his son, he wouldn't have saved hundreds of kids, hundreds. Um, and he would have never been on this and, and there would have never been a mission. So the one thing that really makes me like compare to what you're doing and gets me freaking amped up is that like, you know, Jake 
uh, Jake the Tank, you know, he went through what he went through, but how many lives are going to be impacted because of what he went through and because of you carrying on a legacy? And that is fucking badass, you know, and that's, it's, it's crazy, man. But no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, for, for saying all that. And we're, we're still trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. We don't, we don't have some magic, you know, game plan here. We're just trying to figure it out as we go. We've never been, obviously, we've never been in a situation uh, like this. I, th- I think everything that he's been through leading up to this has kind of prepared us. Right. Uh, mentally. Of course. For, for the ultimate. But, um, you know, Jake... I say it all the time, Jake made the ultimate sacrifice and so many kids do and now it's up to us to support that. Um, and it helps us, you know, when we do things um, in his memory, whether it's mm-hmm. raising awareness, simply wearing a t-shirt, a bumper sticker, or somehow getting, you know, tens of thousands of dollars donated to some great charity, when we do things in his memory, it, it's, it's, we're spending time with him. Right. You know, spiritually, we're spending time with him and that helps us. Of course. Um, and, and I think, the way that we approach this um, has motivated many other people to, to be involved. Because we have people, they're not waiting for opportunities, they're creating opportunities. Of course. They're coming to us and going, here's what I'm thinking, what do you, what do you think of this? Right. You know, here, here, I, want, I, I have $1,000 I want to donate, or I want to get involved. The people are coming to us and, you know, we've all seen the, the St. Jude commercials, right? Mm-hmm. Especially around the holidays. They pick the sickest looking child Right, yeah. not an ounce of hair on him or her. Right, has an NG tube in his nose. It's a feeding tube, right? Mm-hmm. Just the the most somber music playing in the background. Right, the saddest voiceover, asking for fifteen cents a day. Right, right. How that makes people feel is is in a way where they just want to change the channel. Nobody wants to feel depressed or somber or sad. Right. right. You look at that and you feel bad and you wish you could help, but it's easier to look the other way. It's easier to just change the channel on the TV. Right. That that and like the, the dog commercials. The dog commercial, right. And the Arms of an Angel song comes on right. in the background. <laughs> right. We've all seen it. How many of us have actually acted on it, right? right? Because it makes us feel a certain way that we don't like, so we look the other way. Right. So we've taken a different approach and said, okay, so if that way doesn't motivate people, and nobody likes feeling like that, right. how do people like to feel? And they like to feel positive. Yep. And they like to feel, have that feeling of gratitude. And that's why you, you, you'll never hear us say, uh, you know, this should have never happened to Jake. You know, right. we'll, never, we'll never pitch somebody an idea or post on social media, life's unfair. This right. is unfair to Jake. This should never happen. That's obvious. Nobody right. wants to hear the obvious, right? <laughs> so I don't need to tell you that. You already know that. So that's off the table. Now, how do we move forward and make things better? And that is just a, it's just a, it's a two millimeter switch mentally, but it makes a huge difference in how you can make somebody who feels sad and wants to look the other way or somebody who feels motivated and riled up and ready to join the fight. Right. And that's what we try to do. And that's so badass. And from a marketing, from a marketable standpoint, you know, you're obviously after the pure intention of helping kids. So like the fact that your strategy is really on point is amazing because the other way around, like you said, is not impactful. People don't want to be put in that uncomfortable situation. It's like, it's like, you know, when somebody homeless walks up to you on the street and it's like, well, if I give you that dollar, where's that dollar going? Right. You don't know. And it's like very, you know, it's very, you feel terrible, but it's like, and the same thing with commercial. You're sitting there watching this commercial. You're all happy and laughing. All of a sudden, you know, this cancer commercial comes on and it brings you down immediately. Right. 
And people don't want to have that feeling, so no. they change the channel. I look the you? other way. I change right. the channel. Now, right. if anybody can handle that situation, I've been through it. I should be able to watch that commercial. Right, and, right. right. But I'm, I don't want to feel that. I change the channel. Right. So it's just, it's just that. It's just that. I mean, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, you'll, you could post a, a picture of what I brought in here. I mean, it's, it's a 48-inch fathead right. of Jake. Right. Right. It's a caricature of him. Right. I mean, this is a smile, and he's giving thumbs up. Who wouldn't look at this and think, that's... I feel motivated. Right. You know, I feel positive. Like I that. love this. Exactly. I don't bring in a somber picture of, of Jake when he's bat when he was battling, or you know, a picture that's going to make you sad. I bring in a happy picture of, of Jake. It's a caricature, so it's a little softer of, of you know, versus a real life picture of him. And um, just kind of these are all over our house, by the way. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, man. And so my my one question for you is what what would you say to any parent that's just starting this battle, hmm. what advice would you give them? That's a, that's, a, that's a great question and an easy answer. Be 100% honest, no matter what the circumstance. Here's why. Not everything the child goes through is going to suck, mm-hmm. right? Some things are going to suck a lot more than others, Right? So we were always completely honest with Jake. If something was going to hurt, if you know he had a port, he had he had he had the whole thing, right? So if he had a he had a port and he had to get a needle put in, right, to attach an IV line or something, we would say they're going to access your port. It's going to hurt for like twenty seconds. You're right. going to fucking hate it. Right, <laughs> right. It's going to suck. Right? right, and it would hurt, and he would cry. Right? Right. But he realized that we told him, we were honest, he, we said it was going to hurt. So the next time we were going to the hospital, if he was just going to get his uh, temperature checked, his blood pressure, they were going to, you know, just do a physical examination on him, and there was nothing to be concerned about, we would tell him, we're going, here's what we got to do, nothing's going to hurt, nothing's going to make you feel uncomfortable, we just got to go, we have to do this, make sure everything's cool, and then we get to leave. And the anticipatory anxiety wasn't there. Right. Because he knew we would be honest with him when right. something was going to be uncomfortable, something was going to hurt, um, and that's that would be our advice. That you know, as a parent, you want to shield and, and, and guard a lot of the reality from the kids. Right. Um, but then, if you know, if 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 you're not honest with them and they get caught by surprise and they didn't like something they felt, now their anxiety is going to be mm. through the roof every single time they have a doctor's appointment. No matter what it's for, they're always going to think something's going to hurt or something's going to make them feel uncomfortable. So complete honesty with the patient. That's that's major, man. Yeah. That really is, and I can and I can understand that very much so because me growing up, I had bad anxiety disorder mm-hmm. um, that that it took me years and years and years to finally overcome myself. Um, and uh, you know, anticipatory anxiety. Mm-hmm is the worst because it's it's the dog with no teeth that you're completely scared completely terrified of mm-hmm. and there's no fucking reason to be scared of it mm-hmm. and um, I think that's amazing man I think that's I think it's just an amazing parent advice not even just you know only in this segment but just in general I think that's badass as shit and one, one question too this is just out of curiosity for me like and also again for anybody listening who, who may be going through this or you know might know somebody so how did this affect you and your wife with, you know, with your guys' careers and stuff? Like, because obviously you had to be at appointments, you know, and had to be very attentive to Jake. So did that, like, change up or, like, mess with your guys' careers at all? 
So that's another great question. You know, 82%, 82% of families that have a child with cancer have to file bankruptcy. Mm. 82%. Are you serious? Yeah. 82%. 82%. Holy shit. Because of the financial burden that, that it brings. <clears throat> uh, we, we were in a fortunate situation where I had a, an extremely supportive employer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work in the medical field. So if anybody should understand a medical yeah. issue, it's, it's of course. a company that deals with medical. So um, I was extremely fortunate and that I was able to uh, keep things going. And, and I had the flexibility of when I needed to be with Jake, I could be there. And when I was able to work, I would work. And right. my income wasn't impacted. Good. Not every employer is like that. No. Um, you know, my wife stopped working, obviously, to be with Jake right. 100% of the time. You know, when you have a child like that, you need, you know, at any point you could have to make a hospital run because they're susceptible to so many different things. And, you know, even if they catch a little bit of a fever, it's not handled like a typical child with a fever. It could be a serious infection and they could, uh, it could be terminal. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it makes sense to have at least one parent with the child at all times. So that's, that's how we handled it. And we found our balance and, and it all worked, but the statistic of you know the financial burden of eighty two percent of parents have to file bankruptcy. It's it's a real statistic, and you know the medical bills uh, add up uh, extremely quickly. And if you have one or two parents that can no longer now work, um, you know more bills and less income doesn't equate to a very good financial status. No, yeah. no, and and it doesn't take somebody financially literate to know that. No. But that's uh, that's intense, man. But I'm happy. That's amazing. Your employer still still kept you in there. Yeah. But eighty two percent, eighty two percent. So that's why you know, like, wow. I, like I mentioned earlier on, on Thanksgiving, one of the things we did was 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 hand a check over for ten thousand dollars. And again, that was that came from a local charity. But ten thousand dollars to the family to help pay for medical bills. Right. Um, other things that we do is is work with charities that provide gas cards and food mm-hmm. and you know meal cards and. Um, help pay medical uh, medical bills as well as household bills directly. Right. You know, so so families can keep the electric on and, and they can they can try to live somewhat of, of how they're used to. But that's why it's so important that people get involved and and you know, donate to these charities and that a hundred percent of their dollar actually goes to the cause because right. these families can't afford to have a fraction taken off. I mean, the donation should be a hundred percent. Of course, so families get the money. They need every every they dollar, need every penny. That's fucking amazing, man. And so, so, so on the on the donation topic, um, you know, if anybody listening right now wants to wants to actually donate, right? What 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 can their what can be their actionable steps? Yeah, to donating? It's, it's, they can go to belikejake.com, mm-hmm. right? belikejake.com, and on there, of course, you can you can follow the Facebook page as well as the Instagram page and see what's going on and, and what we have planned. But on there is a, is a, uh, a contact form, and they could sim- uh, simply send us a message and, and how they're looking to be involved, and we'll contact them directly and, uh, and see what best uh, fits their involvement. Like, like I said, we, we share with them a variety of different organizations that we work with, from research to sending families on vacation to simply bringing smiles to kids battling cancer. Um, there's, a, there's a various... Uh, varying degree of, of options on how they can get involved. So the first step would be to go to belikejake.com, use a contact form, send us a message. We will contact them back 
and see the best way that they can get involved. That's amazing, man. And so, one thing that you know, I want to I want to say before we wrap up. So, um, you know, on behalf of myself and Adapting Social, we want to donate a thousand dollars. Um, and that's, we want to, of course, and awesome. we want to do it. Obviously, I'll connect with you on that where yeah. the best route is and what charity you think is the best. Um, but uh, I think what you're doing is amazing, Mike. I really do. Awesome. And Thank if you. and knowing that's actually going to directly impact you know children and actually help them 100. Um, percent And just hearing the experience through you and like how 82 percent of people like that statistic is is absolutely insane. Um, so whatever I can do to help. Um, you know, I'm going to make sure Adapting Social can do and also help you guys spread the word for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, thank you for letting, letting me and, you know, and us become a part of your journey, right? I think what you're doing is bigger than, uh, it's, it's so much bigger than, than us, realistically. You know, it's people we're talking about well, here. You, you, guys, you guys have been great and uh, we wouldn't have an Instagram if it wasn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. And we'll revamp that site too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and listen, so I want to end off on this. So I like to always ask any one of my guests just because, and I think I'm, I'm very, very interested in what your, what your response is going to be here. Sure. I'm a spontaneous guy. Great. So what would you say is a quote you really like to live by? Like a life quote. And then you die. <laughs> and that then you die. Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. A book that I read, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Right. Have you read it? I have it's seen it. I have not read it yet. I, I, I highly recommend it. Okay. <clears throat> First line is, and then you die. And the book makes you realize that most of the stuff that we worry about mm-hmm. and think about and fill our brains with anxiety about doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it, most of it doesn't matter. And I try to keep that in perspective. And, and, and I realized that even in our own situation with, with Jake. Yeah. Um, you know, as a parent, you get on your kid for, you know. Now, let me, let me preface this by saying you should always, you know, you have to do, uh, live a virtuous life. You have to, you know, kids have to do their schoolwork, right? We have to obey the law. So it's not, it's not an extreme mindset. But right. when a task or something on your mind is taking over your life because of the anxiety that it brings, or it, 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 you know it's it's paralyzing you from doing other things that you want to do because you can't get something off your mind. Chances are it doesn't matter. Right. In the grand scheme of things. Right. So we try. I try to keep that you know in mind because we could all get so caught up in our day to day, in our mm-hmm. careers, in our in our work, and, and just other other things that you know we do the best that we can. And then we move on. Right. at the end, how much does it matter? Right. Right. I love that, man. And one thing for me, I'm very big. Like I shared with you before, I had bad anxiety mm-hmm. disorder growing up. And I, I literally just finally put a lid on this thing like three years ago. And for me, looking at how important your mindset is and, and watching Tony Robbins and, and self-help people similar to him, uh, like Bob Proctor for like, you know, years and years when I first started my business. Cause when I first started, I was a kid, I was like 17 years old. And so the biggest thing that was obviously growing up and having anxiety and then starting to have a company and then real shit happen and looking at every scenario, like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. <laughs> um, you start to, you start to look. And the one thing that I've really learned, I've really taken away from like Tony Robbins specifically 
is that there, if I, if I asked you, if I said, Mike, how do I get fucking bigger biceps? Mm-hmm. You would tell me, go do curls in the gym, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, so then I would go to the gym and I'd start working out and now I know what to do. But, but people, when it comes to actually, you know, getting stronger mentally, um, they don't know what to do and they, they run to anxiety, depression, and then they need medication for it and so on and so forth. And the biggest thing is like, you know, I truly believe that, uh, and again, from my learnings and from my, from me studying Tony Robbins, and these people, it's like, everybody has that muscle. Your brain is a muscle. Your emotions are a muscle. And so I love, uh, it's called the art of not giving a fuck. Did you say? The, yeah, the subtle art. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um, I've always, I've always tried to have that mentality. But as I've gotten a little bit older and a little bit wiser and more educated on psychology and understanding how your subconscious mind rules your life mm-hmm. and how the brain was built for survival, it's like you look at certain things and you know. Again, we weren't put on this earth to have podcasts in front of us and computers and all this crazy shit. Like this was never a thing. It was just hunt eat be you know not be chased after you know and that was it fight flight or make friends exactly right and that was life and so now you know now there's doritos cheetos tv you know sports and it's a different world but the biggest thing is our brain is not our brain is still the same human brain it still thinks survival mode and so when we look at these things we just fear different things we're not we don't have lions attacking us now we have bad emails or upset clients or you know, friends that are pissed off at you or, you know, doctor's visits that suck. And those things have taken the place of a lion going to attack you. And so it's like, we look at it and we're like, oh my God, like, this is horrible, this is horrible, horrible. But at the end of the day, when you look at, when you look at life, the biggest thing I've learned is that mentally, physically, whatever is traumatizing, bad, shitty situations, you're either going to learn from it and grow from it or you're going to look at it as a negative and then it's just going to haunt you and it's not going to go away and what you're saying resonates so much and our community like here like I'm always I'm very big with positive mental attitude so what you're what you're sharing is huge um, and I just think that more people need to realize that you know whether it's whether it's looked at through not giving a fuck or whether it's looked at it's going to continue to grow because we're always going to learn and every time we're in a shitty situation, we need to learn from that shitty situation and find the good out of it, right? Like you said something that was so like, oh my God, I can't even explain it. But you said that you didn't, you're not mourning a death, you're, you're celebrating a life. Absolutely. And so that right there, man, like it's so, it's so major and it's so awesome how, how positive and how, you know, uh, how strong your mindset is. Um, and I'm sure that there were weaker points but you're clearly here now and you've built that, that muscle. Right. And, 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 and thank you for that. And of course, you know, there's still those moments and it's not, it's not moments of weakness, but there are those different varying of emotions that occur, but it's mentally, how do you, how do you reposition that energy? Right. Right. That's what it's all about. And, um, you know, that kind of that little one liner there, you know, and then you die, like you're talking about, or, you know, not giving a fuck or, you know, that, that that can't be um, that can't be put out there without the, the proper context because exactly. a lot of people could take that wrong. Of course, right? of course. So it's actually it's actually doing more good, right? Of course, it's, it's actually living a virtuous life. It's obeying, you know, doing what you're supposed to do at work and in life and in general. But at the end of the day, you should be able to rest your head on the pillow and go to sleep and and think you did the best that you could and you'll do the best tomorrow and 
just try to clear your mind and, and, and be positive about what you've accomplished. Because I think, like you said, our, our brain is wired to focus on the negative. And, you know, if that's the case, it's, uh, it just it just doesn't move us forward. Right. We have, to, we have to starve those fucking shitty thoughts. That's right. And we have to keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and listen, man, so one thing, one thing I always like to thank all of our guests. I appreciate your time today. I know time is one of these assets that we don't get back. So you being here, you speaking to our audience, you know, uh, somebody that's listening in without question is going to benefit from this so majorly. Um, you know, I'm just so appreciative that, you know, you came in today and that you, uh, you spoke to us. And, and I really hope that everybody that's listening, um, you know, reach out, go to belikejake.com. Don't worry, we're making it sexy. <laughs> and, uh, and, and listen, and, and do everything you can to, uh, to, to donate or to spread the word to people who you know uh, need this because ultimately at the end of the day the biggest thing in life is just helping people um, that's, what, that's what life is all about and we're, uh, we're also involved with changing the laws here in New Jersey for medical marijuana right so Jake has a law in his name Jake Honig's Compassionate Care Law right that looks to be um, right now it's a bill but it will be signed into law hopefully by actually the end of the year so oh, things nice. are moving quickly and that allows patients here in New Jersey that are on medical marijuana to increase the amount that they can receive, mm. uh, especially terminally ill patients like, right. like Jake was, because that was the medicine of choice for Jake. So right. check that out too. It's on the um, BeLikeJake.com, of course, link to the social links and you can read about it. But pretty cool that Jake's uh, not only making an impact in modern science with his donation of brain and spine, but also in alternative treatment care, such as medical marijuana. So there's right. a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot, man. And so be like Jake.com. Uh, what's your Instagram handle now that we helped you set up? Be like Jake the Tank. Be like Jake the Tank. I love it. And on Facebook, same thing? Uh, Jake Honig, the number one. Awesome. So yeah, we have no consistency with our means of social media <laughs> so, probably not good for coming uh, talking to a, a yeah. marketing company but. We'll, we'll make sure we have with that yeah, yeah. but uh but thank you again mike you know i again your your mission's respectable everyone out there be like jake thank you